Welcome to Better Yet, the Better Trucks podcast. Fireside chats with innovators, visionaries, and leaders in last mile parcel deliveries. Episode one, headwinds, tailwinds, and rate increases. What to expect in last mile in 2023. Today's guests, Keith Myers of Shipware and Josh Fredman of Better Trucks. Your host, Denise McCann. Keith Myers is a senior consultant, professional services for Shipware. Uh, Prior to joining Shipware, Keith was a senior pricing advisor at FedEx, where he gained direct carrier pricing experience. In his seven years at FedEx, he created and analyzed parcel and LTL pricing for accounts as large as $100 million. He also has worked in logistics as an analyst at Hamanetics and Bose Corporation, giving him almost 20 years of experience in the logistics and transportation industry. Josh Fredman joins us as head of operations at Better Trucks, one of the fastest growing last mile parcel delivery and logistics firms in the nation. Prior to joining the Better Trucks team two years ago, Josh spent over a decade with United, helping them with everything from operations and planning to customer experience to partners and alliances. And I'm your host, Denise McCann, founder of Renegade Logistics Group. Uh, We're a consulting group and a 4PL and work extensively with Better Trucks. We're going to cover a wide range of topics today as transportation leaders and shippers start to analyze their peak performance and plans for the year ahead. On the surface, we're looking at the biggest price increases we've ever seen, 6.9%. How should shippers feel about these price increases this year? Yeah, thanks, Denise. Um, if, If I'm a shipper, I'm pretty upset that the increase is, you know, a record 6.9%. It's never been that high in, uh, in history. Uh, there were a couple of times in you know, the early 2000s where it was close to that, but it was offset with a change in the fuel surcharge table. None of that happened this year. It's yeah. just a straight 6.9% increase that FedEx made. Uh, FedEx announced first, and I would be shocked if UPS was not if UPS was planning a 6.9% increase. Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that they were looking at a 5.9% increase until FedEx made their announcement. And then UPS, since it's a duopoly, said, well, there's no reason for us to do something different. So we're going to match that 6.9%. Um, and the surcharges are the same way, like you touched on. Uh, it's um, that 6.9% doesn't include surcharges. And the key ones that affect your typical e-commerce shippers are going up by more than more than that 6.9%. Residential is going up by eight, a little bit higher. Uh, some of the delivery area surcharges are going up close to 10. Uh, additional handling is going up double figures as well. Some of those are pushing 20%. Uh, they've gone zone-based. So there's a lot of moving parts yeah. for shippers. And you know it, it's, it's frustrating trying to, uh, trying to manage that uh, trying to budget for it and then having these you know, probably for a lot of shippers, it's a double digit increase year over year for their freight costs. Oh, absolutely. Before we get into what the actual rate increases look like, because a flat 6.9 is, is certainly isn't in all respects uh, a flat 6.9. So Keith, I'd like to come back to um, the actual, how just explain to us The average shipper says, I got a 6.9, I'm gonna apply that across all of my transportation costs. What does it really mean? It's not a linear thing. You know, that 6.9% is on average. 
So like if you take the rates and average them all together year over year, then yes, you get 6.9%. But within each individual cell, uh, those increases vary. And so you really have to get in and really analyze your, your shipping profile, understand your data and essentially do essentially re-rate your packages saying, okay, with 2022, I paid this much, but with this discount and this, you know, and these rates in 2023, I'm going to pay that so that you can understand what that increase is. And then you've got to fold the surcharges in on top of that. As a regional carrier, what's your take on the across the board uh, rate increases? Yeah, Denise, uh, good question. Thanks for thanks for having us today. And Keith, great to talk with you as always. Um, you know, I think for, for folks like us in the regional space, there's a lot of opportunity. We try to keep our pricing very simplified and we think that that's an advantage uh, to the shipper and to the industry. And so, uh, you know, the duopoly that that Keith speaks to, you know, they've been around doing the same thing for decades upon decades and, and in the regional space and in the, the space that Better Trucks plays in, you know, we see uh, simplified pricing as well as um, better tech as ways to improve the customer experience and to get parcels to customers faster uh, Keith, uh, so with rate and time and transit being very important, uh, pretty, primarily the two big, biggest factors when it comes to choosing a carrier, um, how do you advise clients to think about how to optimize their carrier selections? Part of getting to that point is to understand is understanding your customer requirements. You know, does do your customers understand that? All right, if I'm getting free shipping that I know it's going to come the slowest way possible. And then you can use a, you know, a ground economy sure post type service as opposed yeah. to a, as a post to a FedEx home delivery or ground residential service, you know, the transit time's a little bit slower, the cost is less. Or is it the other way where your customers are, you know, it's that Amazon, like I need to get this, you know, tomorrow or within two days or whatever. And then that puts you to a different level of service. Uh, so you know, that's kind of the the extra variable on top of you know the rates and kind of looking at the transit times is is marrying that up with what your customers actually require. So Josh, when you think about matchmaking uh, with a prospective client, what factors do you discuss early on in the conversation that give you a good indication that there's a solid fit with Better Trucks? You know, we typically cover more territory on a next day and two day basis than the ground providers in the national space. Um, so an example of that, you know, within the Better Trucks Network is, you know, Chicago to Minneapolis or Chicago to Detroit, as an example, where those are next day transit for us. And with, you know, the National Carriers Ground Service, it's a two day transit. Um, you know, that's one piece. And, and then the other piece that, you know, I think is is really important to, to note here is, um you know, we at Better Trucks function and and um, look very similar to a national carrier in terms of the services that we provide. So our network is completely connected uh, across all of the metros that we serve and will continue to be as we grow into next year. And, um, you know, from that standpoint, the service that we provide is is very, very similar to a UPS or, or FedEx picking up packages at, at a customer's dock and getting it to the end customer, regardless of, you know, what Metro um, they live in or, or where the package is headed. So what's, what's your sweet spot on vertical markets? What, what, it, what's your dream client? 
we look at we look at ourselves as um, you know very opportunistic in the fact that we can help small businesses all the way up to some of the largest uh, parcel shippers in in the country. Uh, what's something that you think uh, transportation leaders should be considering or taking better advantage of in this next year ahead when diversifying their carriers? Yeah, so you know, I think that um, everybody wants to save costs. Everybody wants to improve their um, their customer experience. I think that from a customer experience perspective, for uh, not only the shippers but the clients that they ship to, that you know, Better Trucks is making the delivery for um, the level of technology, the way of the the better engagement that we offer uh, compared to the national carriers is something that is desired. And so, I like to equate you know, our delivery, our delivery technology to that of like a DoorDash or Uber. You know, if you're waiting for your Uber to come, you can look at a map and see where the driver is. You can look at a map and see, you know, where your pizza delivery guy is. Um, We have that same technology. It's standard for all of our customers and all of our deliveries, and it helps improve the customer experience and drive, uh, you know, better uh, successful delivery rates. And so if you're a transportation leader, and maybe you're not thinking about the types of um, technology advancements that uh, regionals, especially better trucks offer, you know, I think that that's worth the conversation. And I think that you'll find that there's a lot of upside potential uh, relative to um, the national carriers. I'm going to throw this next question out to either of you, Keith or Josh. This is what I would run into when you you tell UPS and or FedEx that you're looking to optimize your transportation spend. Each one of them goes, eh, you're going to nullify your contract and your and your rates are going to go up. How, how do you, and you've seen this a thousand times, right? How do you uh, sell through that or show the value add when those large shippers hear that? Typically, the volume threshold is a, is a common question. And, and you know, typically, um, there is always margin. There's always areas to um, to take packages from the nationals. And even if um, you don't, uh, even if you're worried about tripping that volume threshold, the savings that you may, um, you may earn or that you may see are greater than what the volume threshold is. Um, decrease would be that you'd see from a discount that at, at one of the national carriers. So, you know, what I've seen in talking with clients is they are very opportunistic. They see, they can, they can do the math pretty easily. And, and of course, Keith and his colleagues can help with that. But um, really, even if you are concerned about tripping a threshold, it's really worth a conversation to do the math and to figure out, you know, where you, if, if you can save money and chances are with, with better trucks, you will be able to um, you know, save money, even though you may lose um, some of that volume discount that your customers are seeing. With just about every UPS and FedEx pricing agreement, a portion of your discount is based off of how much you're spending with that carrier. Yeah. But, you know, a couple of things to remember, it's a 52-week rolling average. So mm-hmm. if you move volume away, it takes time for that change to impact that calculation. So, you know, looking at your and you know, looking at your calculation, which is on, you know, FedEx printed on your invoice, UPS printed on their invoice, it's pretty easy to find. And then you can look and see how much of a window you have mm-hmm. within the band that you're at to help help figure out, okay, you know, I'm right, you know, right on the cusp of falling down. So if I move, then I may lose a discount or I've got a ton of room. I can move, you know, 20% of my volume with no issue, kind of understanding that and then 
to, and then like Josh said, then, you know, kind of doing the math to figure out, okay, if I lose a discount point with FedEx or UPS or discount point and a half or whatever, what is that going to do to my rates versus what I'm going to gain from a cost perspective by switching to, you know, regional carrier um, and also from a customer experience? Because as Josh was talking about, the customer experience is typically going to be better. You know, a lot of the regional carriers, I believe better trucks included, you know, take a picture at the uh, at delivery. So you've got that available to you. FedEx is starting mm-hmm. to get into the, starting <laughs> yeah, to get into that. Barely. Yeah. Um, UPS isn't yet, but you know, again, it's a duopoly. I'm assuming UPS will probably start doing that sometime next year. Um, but you know, it's that's another thing to 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 consider is that on that customer experience is the, you know, having that picture upon delivery, because um, that can be a challenge sometimes for for some shippers that see a lot of claims of people saying it's not there. It it really does come back to doing the math and knowing where you're at in those in those earned discounts in those portfolio tiers to see how much room you have and then remembering that it is a 52 week rolling average and it does take time for that to uh, f- for those changes to to play through Keith as you think about 2023 what are some of the headwinds and the tailwinds that you see affecting or impacting shippers All right tailwinds um, <laughs> kind of a couple that come to mind you know, I do feel like and the, the numbers are bearing that out, kind of what we've been seeing of late. There is capacity um, you know, a, across the network, so it's going to be a little bit easier to move packages um, regardless of what carrier you're using. Uh, so I think that's going to help shippers. They won't, we aren't going to see as many issues around not having trucks available or, available or being capped or things like that. Uh, and then like we've been talking about, the, the regional carriers are just going to continue to emerge. You know, there are other options besides UPS and FedEx. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been more and more that have come on you know, over the last couple of years. And I think as shippers start to really feel the pain of the 6.9% rate increase, they'll start to explore even a little bit more. Like, okay, who else is out there? How can I, you know, how can I do this for a little bit deeper? Or how can I do this a little bit faster or whatever? Um, so, you know, from the tailwind side, I think those are, those are a couple of things. Um, headwinds, you know, it's still, you know, it's still UPS and FedEx. They're, you know, they're great companies, um, but you know, the rates of you know, those rate increases aren't going away. Uh, and then we've got this specter of a possible UPS strike at the end of July, kind of looming over things. We've had that um, off and on for three decades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so who knows what's going to happen there, but you know, as, as things get closer, um, you know, shippers will start to worry a little bit more. So if you are, if you do, if you do feel like it's a concern, you've got all your volume tied up with EPS, um, making sure that you've got a relationship with your FedEx rep or mm-hmm. any of the other, you know, or, you know, finding a regional carrier that can help or, or whatever, just having options so that if something happens uh, on the UPS side, that you're not stuck. So I know things got really out of hand, you know, when they're, when that last strike occurred. You know, I think to to Heath's point, um, you know, capacity is is available now, and so what does it become? It becomes price, it becomes uh, time in transit, and it becomes customer experience. And so I think that from a customer experience point, as as you know, we've talked about, I think there's a ton of upside to to using better trucks and and the regional model. And I think one of the other things that um, you know you talked about transportation managers managers and some of their concern. You know, one of those you know that we hear regularly is kind of around integration. 
and you know how hard will it be oh, yeah. to um, to print labels, to do the work, to make sure that tracking is is set up. You know, I think that you know, speaking from from our perspective, we've done a lot of the integrations. It's very easy to print a label. We have you know leading technology that makes it you know almost seamless and very very short amount of time you can get up and running um, to connect uh, to our system either with API or through some of the label aggregators out there that we're all part of, and, and also some of those that do tracking. And so. You know, I like to tell customers, we can really start printing labels for you tomorrow. We've done that with a few customers. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer if the, if the client's a little bit larger. Um, but that's part of the, the opportunities that are in the field right now. And so I think that for 2023, again, the customer experience and the, you know, increased use of technology is really going to be a differentiator. So thank you. Thank you both. Josh, it's always, always good to see you. And, and Keith, it's been, it's been amazing to meet you. Thanks so much, Denise. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for listening to Better Yet, the Better Trucks podcast.